talking before about inaction is the same thing as being active in that in that activity. Mm -hmm. Martin Luther King said that evil will always conquer when good people do nothing. Yes. Again, how can we be like Gandhi and be the change we want to see in the world? And again, Chris, that starts with us. That starts with us. Yeah. Am I, I am I am I a role? Am I modeling behavior? Yeah, that's that's the the key aspect of it is part of it is my stand up act comes from who I am. And who I am now is not the same person as I was four years ago or, or even hope not. a year ago, right? Like, yeah, because people change and if that's what it's connected to. So if I'm talking about something on stage, that's because I'm trying to live that. Uh, so trying to live with a little bit more empathy, even towards people that I that I hate, that I don't I I I don't believe in anything you're doing. I don't believe in any of the philosophies that you're preaching. You know, but how do I show them empathy? How do how do I show someone that wants to attack me a little bit of compassion to well, say why do you why perhaps, do you hate perhaps me? the idea you know? that is to say, ask them to help me understand yes. your point of view. Yeah. Not to, not to condemn them, but to help me understand your point of view. Yeah, and the other aspect that that I think is important is knowing that this is new. And with anything new, it's going to take some time for it to become something regular. Right. So if we're looking at someone that is misogynistic and you come up to them and say, what's going on? It's like, are you OK? You know, how, how are you feeling? And then we start addressing some of the misogyny and, you know, you don't want to make them feel like you're out to just destroy their lives. That doesn't work. It's just it's just a silly way of thinking that. <laughs> you know, just because you came up to them and said, you're a misogynist and you're awful, it just won't work. So in person-centered therapy, there's a concept called unconditional positive regard. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is you don't have to accept the behavior. You always accept the person. And this is where some children uh, get the idea that they are bad or they, they're, being, right. they're being told they're bad or they're being told they're stupid. Okay, so the idea is to be able to address someone and say to them perhaps, I, you're a you're a human being. You are a person. You're a you're a child of the divine. You're whatever. You share the same energy of the universe that I do. Yeah. However, the behavior I'm not so happy with. Uh, could you help me? Could you help me understand the behavior? Yeah, I think that's to me that is that has been a a key point that we haven't addressed. We haven't really addressed what is what is the what's behind all of this. You know what is. We can assume some things, right? Like, like a healthcare bill that doesn't really help poor people. What's behind it? Is it greed? Is it really greed? Well, if it is, then you know, don't you think, at the end of the day, by adding thirty to forty million people to an affordable version of healthcare, makes you more money? Don't you think that's 30 or 40 more million people that are putting money in your pocket by making this more affordable? And in the long run, you do make more money. You know, addressing it that way, oh my goodness. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess overinflating the price of health insurance 
doesn't seem to make me more money at the at the end of the day. I mean, it does for a little while, but when thirty to forty million people eventually don't aren't alive, well, I don't have any money to make off of them. You know, so it's, how are we going to talk to them? How are we going to address this? If the core issue is greed, if the core issue is uh, is is uh, not having a purpose in life or being relevant in society, how how are we going to know to to quell these people's fear and to address the root of the problem if we're not going to ask them what it and is? And what you're talking about, Chris, involves some research and insight and yes. reading. Oh, absolutely. And unfortunately, yeah. what we do is we live in a 140-byte world where you have to get your message across in 140 characters uh, and you have right. to make the biggest impact as possible. So what yeah. do you do is you, 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 you're, you're, you'll be outrageous. Okay, so you got to be uh, over the top. Yeah. So the idea is that, uh, and Mike and I, uh, producer of this program, my good friend, also uh, is he's a real technological guy. Well, as a behavioral health therapist, sometimes I help people disconnect to connect. Okay, when 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 the devices become uh, less of a tool and you become more of a tool and more dependent on mm -hmm. them, mm -hmm. and people more people who consult Doctor Google rather than think themselves, and unfortunately, what sometimes what we become is a nation. We become a nation of surface thinkers. We never yes. we never try to delve underneath the surface. That requires that makes effort. Well, uh, take digging into this the. Deeper into yourself, yeah, that requires or a deeper, lot. Of or even deeper, deeper into, into issues, Chris. Yeah, deeper into anything. I how think many it people speak? You know, I'm not going to get into this, but how many people actually know what the Affordable uh, Care Act actually consists of? How many people not a truly lot. know? Not that? a lot of people. I can't even say that I truly know. I can't say that either. Yeah, there, there are, uh, and you know, the it's like the more you kind of dig into it, the more cool stuff you find, and. You're like, oh, that's what this is. Oh, oh, maybe this is what it should be. And oh, maybe this is the missing element from it, right? But that does take effort. That does take time. And, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, it's, and this is part of the thing that I see is a, is a problem with the system and the paradigm that we live in now, is it's not so easy to get all this information. You know, like you said, it does do, it does involve some digging. It does do, involve some research. That involves time. That time in, of that you put into looking at what this healthcare act is about or climate change is about, that's time that you could be spending with your kids or uh, learning how to play the clarinet or, you know, uh, learning how to make a papaya, a papaya pie, whatever it might be, you know, but that's, that's all time that you want to do what you want to do. So there are there other ways that you can get this information? You know, yes, of course, the media is supposed to do that. Uh, you you have certain people, certain experts that can put that out in the world, but none of these things are set up the way they need to be set up. Where again, we go back to the media kind of feeds into that world of instancy and outrage, and their and the media is focused on what their advertising rates are based right. on, what they're they're based on viewership, they're based on that. And people respond to sensationalism. So the idea is, yeah. is that I don't want to get into the uh, NFL thing, but I know that you've got into it a lot. Yeah. I've so the idea it. is yeah. that most people, they're so focused and they're so concerned about that, which really is inconsequential to, to life. Right. And, and but, it's but like, the idea what is, is yeah. when, there's, when there's homeless people starving to death and there's people that are mentally ill without help, there's people without health care. But we're going to bring those people 
people into this argument. Right. So right? that that's We're it. Say that's, it's a disrespect however, to that. that's that's important. That's, <laughs> that's important. It, right. That's what we need to address. You know, by God, I'm not going to go out and help somebody. I'm not going to go out and help a child. I'm not going to mentor somebody. I'm not going to try to make a life a little better. But I'm going to go out and burn my uh, football paraphernalia just right. to, to just show to them. Show this guy. Yeah, and it's it, it that kind of stuff is. But that's on the surface, right? And if you dig deeper into the NFL stuff. You don't even have to dig that much deeper. It's that's specifically about racism and police brutality. That's been said by almost every single person that's taken a knee, but nobody wants to address that. Those are complex issues. How do we address? And you know, to me, it's that's how ridiculous it's gotten that that celebrities and football players have to have to use what platform they have to be like, hey, this is a problem. We need to, And then we sit there and divert it with, well, it's about the flag. It's not about the flag. It's never been about the flag, right? Well, let's make it about the flag so that people don't have to dig deeper into this very difficult subject, very uncomfortable subject. You know, let's not, let's not take a moment to be uncomfortable and say, this doesn't make me feel good. How can I, how can I address it not ignore it so that I can just ignore and make it feel good, but how can I feel better about myself by making sure that my fellow human beings don't have to feel uncomfortable walking down the street? And this is what we talk about, being present and aware, stepping back and looking right. at situations, being able to label and describe. So quite often we did a podcast once on uh, delusions and sleight of hand versus sleight of mind. Mm. Okay, magicians uh, do things by uh, diverting your attention away yeah. from what they yeah. do, and they they make something appear and they make magic. <laughs> uh, so, however, in the same way, uh, mm. using sleight of mind, people divert from the real issues and yeah. get them involved and have your mind uh, do that. Delusions are classified as uh holding on to firm fixed belief despite evidence to the contrary okay so the idea is if you ask people just to slow down step back and look at this situation objectively mm -hmm. quite often krish what we'll do is we'll ask people to go to the movies okay and we'll ask them to sit in the audience and attempt to be objective and playing this scenario out and asking them to describe the plot review the movie describe the main characters as objectively as you possibly can and i think you'll find out that uh, you take a different view of that when you're looking at situations rather than from them we live in an emotional time and yeah. the easiest way mm -hmm. to get people fired up is to uh, is to insert fear into their lives fear that something either is going to be taking taken away from them or something that they don't have yeah i agree i i think um i think personalizing that issue using that fear to personalize the issue right uh you know uh the issue of police brutality uh means that there are more there are more criminals on the street that's what that you want more oh my god can you imagine a world where there's just criminals walking around because we had to reform cops we had to teach them how to talk to people rather than just shoot them oh my goodness that's you know and now it's personal i don't want criminals in my street i don't want just people just walking around steal i mean it's if cops don't have absolute power then then you know the the, the storefront's going to get uh, robbed. People are going to come take my stuff, and now we've personalized it and we used fear to do that. When realistically, that issue is about overstretching power 
and overstretching control. But how do you get people to how do you get people to that point? Is is really the challenge, and it's addressing that fear, right? And not invalidating it, but saying, "Oh no, I know that's scary." It's 100% scary to think that there's criminals all over the street. But how many criminals do you really think are on the street? You know, let's look at the street right outside. There's a construction van and there's a couple people eating some tacos. None of those people are breaking into that Mexican store across the street. None of the people are breaking into that grocery store across the street. Why? Because they just want to do their job and eat some tacos. Right? So, but that, that's quelling the fear. That's talking to them about it rather than since continuing to make this more more emotional more you know i i always think that i'm not sure if human beings are ready for emotions we've been around for a long time i still don't know if we're ready for emotions you know what i mean well <laughs> it uh, seems this, like it's this is an issue that i deal with quite often yeah when most men are trained and raised to be emotionally constipated right and uh young boys will cry right young boys will show feelings this is one of the reasons why i always say that uh women live longer than men <laughs> is because they're able to emote they're able to share thoughts and feelings put it and out in the world what and however men hold them all inside so the idea is that most men don't understand they're so obtuse that uh, women have feelings and they're just different layers and wormholes of thoughts and feelings and, and feel emotions in the world in a whole different way. They feel life more intensely than men do. And men are just so obtuse to this that sometimes I even wonder why women marry men. <laughs> yeah, well, some don't. <laughs> right, right. Um, I think, uh, I think, yeah, I've never been the type of person that wants to be emotionally stunted, but it, I mean, it, it is, it, it takes a lot of time, work, and again, a personal awareness. That, and there's the work, there's the action and effort. Yeah, you, you got to be aware of the fact right. that you have these emotions and what mm -hmm. these emotions do to you. And that's, that's not something that we're taught as a society. It's not even something that we're encouraged as a society. But what we have discovered is, these emotions lead to actions most of the time, right? So let's let's link some of these issues. Let's link some of these agendas and advertisements with emotions and start twisting people the way that we want them to. So I, I really think that emotions are very much the key to controlling people. And now we haven't really invented like a machine or anything. We've just figured out how to use language and and images and words to to control people's emotions so, and control people's actions. And again, and the idea is that we have to under help people understand that emotions are neither good nor bad. It's the reactions that follow them yes. that are the issue. Right. And then, however, once we, when we get people to understand to be able to label and identify emotions, then they have some power and control. Before we started the night, we talked about most people have are looking for complex answers to what they believe are complex <laughs> yeah. issues. And when we slow down, and what you and I discussed tonight was, number one was communication, was active listening mm -hmm. and looking at other people's points of view, being able to point ourselves in other people's situations, and being ba just basic things like, what's important to me? What's truly important? And what are, what are some of the things in life that 
are just truly absurd and trivial nonsense that means nothing. Is it important to be the richest person in the cemetery? Is there any prize <laughs> to be the richest person there? No, no there isn't. There's a few right. simple things. And uh, we're going to have to wrap up tonight. Uh, however, you're delightful. You're a well-spoken. Oh, I, I you're enjoyed a, this a lot. Well-spoken fellow. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Thank you very we're, much. We're going to encourage everyone out there to continue to follow fishing without bait. And could you share a little bit about how you can be contacted? And we we are going to put as we did with uh, Liz Victory. We're going to end with Joanna Lowe. We're going to put a link up on our site where people can connect with you also. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, the easiest way to find all my stuff is my website, which is ramennoodlescomedy.com. That's R-A-M-A-N noodlescomedy.com. Uh, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Haha and my Facebook page, which is if you look up my name, it'll come come right up or it's available on my website. Uh, and you can find all of my material on Bandcamp and iTunes and Spotify, Pandora. So uh, and the weekly uh, Forkful of Noodles goes up every Monday, and my podcast Taboo Table Talk comes out every Wednesday. So to not find you, I think you'd have to do it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> so as always, at the end of every podcast, we give a free prescription, fruits, nuts, and vegetables, unplug your television, and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we ask that you fish without bait. Forgive yourself, forgive another. Do a kindness for yourself, do a kindness for another. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of fishing without bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.